0: Do you believe in miracles? We got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, was Fizzle? good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmony Podcast. Glad you're here today. That Patreon link if you hit here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show, let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building, he gon' stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade. Fantasies, a big ocean, they made their own wave. Make sure you tapping in there Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday, next like Saturday morning, ain't no
1: better way. Notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late.
0: Destination Devi, that's the team. Nine Dynasty football, man. That's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. Let's start the show.
1: back to america's game episode number two i am your host eric vanek and you can find me on twitter at eric vanek nfl and you can also follow the podcast twitter at america's game pod this week once again i'm joined by mike mike what's going on man how you doing
0: what's up man uh no adam this week but that's fine we we talked about when we do this podcast i know doing solo podcast sucks so you might swing one every now and then, but I'm always down to hop on and, and bullshit about whatever we can come up with in the space, so. Uh, back again second week uh, YouTube didn't cancel this one the first time uh, the uh, the streaming services the uh, podcast services didn't cancel it so let's do two let's do two, yeah, two. I just I, got, I gotta say the amount of people right like uh, I got the admin to the YouTube and the amount of people who reached out with comments uh, so glad that you're back buddy uh, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to, to, to do this to resurrect America's game because the people were uh, they were thirsty man they we're thirsty for some Eric's. so it's yeah. good that we uh we could keep this going every single week,
1: yeah, absolutely i like felt like the undertaker rising rising up man i was I, that's, that's how i felt so uh no I had a lot of people compliment said man, they are happy the show is back uh happy that it's on south Harmon's you know podcast channel loving loving that as well, so I'm glad to be back. And just speaking of that, yeah, make sure you guys follow the podcast. It's going to be on South Harmon Dynasty Football. You just type that into your podcast, whatever you use. I used Overcast. If you use Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever you want to use. Um Just make sure you type that in there. You can follow the show there. Every Thursday, you're going to get America's Game on there. So make sure you do that. We're also going to have this live on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hello, YouTube people. And every Thursday evening, it'll come out on YouTube. Adam's going to do some um, video editing and stuff to get it all right for YouTube. But once he does that, it'll be up on Thursday evenings if you want to consume this podcast uh, on video on YouTube. So go ahead and do that. Last thing I want to mention do, make sure you guys check out the South Harmon uh FF website, so southharmonff.com. We just dropped Mind Warp with Scott and Adam, Scott Connor and Adam. Great video series. I think it's I I forget how many parts it is. This is like 6 or 8 parts or something like that.
0: Oh, uh, there's 20 something. 20, okay.
1: I thought it was only 6 or 8. But anyways, <laughs> I've gotten a,
0: through like 5 so
1: far. Okay. There you go. You on your uh your flight today out to uh
0: that Man, is the gotta, plan. Yeah, that is the plan. You
1: can, you can watch them, uh, but yeah, check the, those out. I've heard nothing but amazing, good, positive feedback uh, about that video series that Adam and Mike or uh, Adam and Scott put out for everybody. Man, it's um, it's really cool to see that the the Warp tool and all this stuff that's come out within the last couple years. You know, really kind of really took the mainstream with us uh, last season with Scott bringing it up, uh, Dynasty Barry, shout out to him. He's done some stuff with it. And then obviously Koopa took it to a new whole new level with his Warp tool. Um, it's been really cool to like kind of follow it, understand it, learn about it. So it's been awesome, man. I've been kind of trying to implement some of this stuff on my teams. I'm sure you have too. So, yeah, if you, uh, you're interested in getting that Warp tool, learning about Warp, Um, obviously Koopa's warp tool, you can purchase it on the South Harmon website and also the mind warp series. You guys can go ahead and purchase that video series and you can listen to Adam and Scott really break down warp for you and what it's all about. And just every accuracy you can think of, um, about warp, they explain it for you. So it's a great tool. So (laughs) definitely worth checking out
0: that warp thing, right? You mentioned like you and Scott were, uh, we're talking about it last year and it got me interested and I kind of paid attention to it. Um, didn't, didn't give it the, the due diligence that it needed, right? <laughs> Eric, like didn't dive into it. And then Koopa comes up with this incredible tool. It makes it dummy proof for me, right? I get to click on it, put my league in, put my name in. All of a sudden I got all these graphs that are league specific and I'm going, oh man, well, I think I should do it this way. Or I think I should do it this way. And one of the things about the warp tool, people, people always asking like, how do I use it or how do I implement it? Well, Scott and Adam, they took it to the next level because uh, you're talking what 20 plus hours of content where they dive into everything i use it for this league i use it for this type of league what you to look at you know where the flat tiers are if you wanted to know exactly how to use it those guys have uh have taken it to the next level and they are uh, they talked about some stuff that even i didn't think about and i'm only five episodes in i hate to see when i get to 20 on this this flight here today uh where i'm at uh I kind of expect, Eric, that there'll be a lot of trade offers this upcoming week when I'm in uh, Canton here for the Fantasy Football Expo. I imagine I'll be going through all 30-some leagues going, oh, I can exploit Warp this way. <laughs> we'll see if anybody else is paying attention.
1: Yeah, just for your sake, make sure you're doing that between the hours of like 9 a.m. to like 2 p.m. Don't be doing it any time after like 5 p.m. to like 5 a.m. Uh, you might be a little... Uh... That's when
0: that's that's when I make the best deals, right? That's what I always yeah. oh, sell yeah, to though. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course.
1: So yeah, um, yeah, that, the fantasy expo, man, that's coming up this week. Obviously, you're looking forward to that, everything.
0: I am I am over the moon excited about this. Uh get to meet a lot of people in the space, a lot of people who follow and rock with uh, South Harmon patrons, Savage members, those guys are gonna be staying with us at the Airbnb. Uh, Scott dynasty trades and five guys uh and then of course you know all the content creators throughout the entire space all the big ones man des bryant is going to be there lisa ann is going to be there so uh just being able to interact with everybody in the space and meet some people that i can honestly say are our lifelong friends and we don't even live in the same spot we just share the same type of passion so getting together with everybody is going to be incredibly excited i can't wait to It's uh, about three hours now until I, I hop in the car, drive to the airport, and then get on an airplane. But tonight, about 11 p.m., man, me and Adam will be uh, bro-hugging it out and having some booze together. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah, man, it sounds like an awesome time. I wish I could go this year. I got so much real-life stuff going on right now that I'm not able to attend. But maybe next year I'll be able to swing by, meet some people. But, yeah, man, it sounds like an absolute blast. I, I hope you guys have a great time. Stay safe, all that good stuff, and uh, have a just have a fucking blast, man. It's gonna be brutal. we will. So we'll,
0: we're, we're gonna go hard. We're gonna go hard at the South Harmon School, the the Airbnb right. that's you know right. actually a school.
1: Have have a couple shots in honor of me, you know. I got you. <laughs> uh, maybe get a lap dancer too. I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: <laughs> Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so today, I wanted to really kind of dive into these running back situations for each team. So, kind of like uh, a mini. Preview of our depth chart series that me and Scott usually had done in the past, but today it's just going to be really on the running backs because I think it's really interesting right now to kind of look at these running back situations that maybe somebody can come in and help them or who's doing good right now, who's not doing good right now and kind of just kind of get a little bit of a preview of what's going on before we really start the preseason game starting here uh, Thursday, I believe is the first game. Um, Obviously, we had the Hall of Fame game last week. And now we're really getting into it this week with every team going to be playing here over the next four days. So, yeah, I'm super excited for it. So we'll start off here with the AFC East. And this one, honestly, is pretty easy. I think Buffalo usually only keeps – they had four last year at times, um, but I think they're really only going to keep three. I think it's going to be James Cook. It's going to be Damian Harris. It's going to be Latavius Murray. They did sign Darrington Evans off the street um, after Naeem Hines got hurt, so they could keep Evans. I just, I'm not a big fan of Darrington Evans, but I would say I, I'm sure you agree with me. Probably James Cook and Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, are probably the only three that you're going to want to keep from this team.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I do so much best ball, too, so like my threshold of running backs that I give a shit about is, is even less. Um, Lat Murray wouldn't really make it for me in that one. I'd be highly interested in James Cook, of course, Damian Harris, of course, Latavius Murray, not so much. If I expand it to my lineup where, uh, you know, the, the Scott counter approach, right. Any your RB on a 53, um, I'm interested in Latavius Murray. Uh, I think if something happens to Damian Harris, that's just a one for one plug, right? The hammer in a really good offense. Darrington Evans, though, like I, I'd, I'd have to do some mental gymnastics to be like, yeah, I should roster him in this lineup. <laughs> like, I gotta right. figure there's a, if we're gonna do the any running back on a fifty, there's probably another dude out there, right, <laughs> that meets oh, yeah. that criteria that I'd be more yeah, high on.
1: About yeah, about three hundred other dudes. exactly. Have yeah, yeah I think, no, that's actually a good, three. a good point that you brought up. I mean, you you're pretty much more of an expert with best ball stuff, and I think I'm more of a. Expert with what when it comes to lineup leagues, and there's they're two totally different uh, ways that you want to roster these players, like Latavius Murray, probably not in a best ball in a lineup league. Yeah, so that's that's definitely interesting that we can bring up um, as we go along here. There, I mean, there's also been talk about Dalvin Cook, possibly. I think that's kind of gone wayside now because uh, Buffalo just really doesn't have the cap space to even entertain that, and Dalvin Cook wants way too much money. Um, I don't think they they're even in the market for like a, one of those big names that are still out there. But uh, yeah, I think you know these top three are probably guys that you would uh, be comfortable picking up and leaving on your roster right now. Uh,
0: hypothetically, if they did though, like say they signed, it doesn't have to be Dalvin Cook, but say it's like Zeke or mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, they pick one of these guys up for for cheap. Does that uh does that really just kind of put the uh, the kibosh to Damian Harris? Like I'm interested in Damian Harris for the fact that. He fits a role that's different than what James Cook does really well, right? He's not that super explosive receiving back. He's more of that thunder, that that hammer, that guy who's going to get a lot of the goal line work, which in Buffalo with Josh Allen, we know that is a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not as appealing because you got a giant monster of a quarterback who likes to run it in himself. But it's still it's still got some use to it. Eric, if uh if if Zeke were to sign there, let's just say it's Ezekiel Elliott, does that does that put the damper on Damian Harris? Like are you not as interested in rostering him or having him on your team because of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That would pretty much be the end of him. And they didn't even really sign Damian Harris for that much. I think he only got like 1.3 million. For yeah. One it wasn't much. Yeah. yeah. So, and f- everything that I've read in camp so far that Harrison and Murray are pretty much just being like short yardage guys, those tough yardage guys, a um, little bit in between the tackle stuff. If they want to run that on first down, you know, they're not going to be jamming James cook up in the, the middle of the line, 10 times a game. They're, Please. I not, hope not. Yeah. That's not what they're going to do. So uh, they're going to rely on Harris and Murray to both do that at times. I could see maybe five carries a piece of game for those guys and just kind of switch the roles until one of them really takes it over. So that's kind of what I would think is going to happen there. But, yeah, if, if Zeke signed there, I think that means one of those guys is getting cut, Damian or Latavius would be my opinion on that
0: one. It's <laughs> a good point. They, they'd probably hold on to, like, one of the, uh, the shittier Darrington Evans types yeah. or one of these practice squad-ish type dudes and cut one of the veterans
1: right exactly uh, all right so on to miami now so this is an interesting one because they've been talked about uh, maybe working on signing dalvin cook i think that's still a possibility for this team to sign dalvin cook because like you said last week uh you're expecting dalvin cook to sign with the jets well he still hasn't signed with the jets and we're another week you know after that so he's still out there but looking at miami Mostert, I think, is going to be the lead back right now from what I've read. Uh, Jeff Wilson's still there. Devin Chain, Salvin Ahmed, Miles Gaskin are the, really the top five for me right now there. One of those between Ahmed and Gaskin is probably going to get cut or traded. I don't see any of the other guys getting um, traded or cut or anything like that. Uh, But if Dalvin signs here, you might have to cut both Ahmed and Gaskin. And um, everything that I've read at practice so far, Gaskin has probably outplayed Ahmed. Gaskin is doing a little bit better. A chain is kind of just being used as a... You know, screen pass guy, you know, swing passes, stuff like that, plays to get him out in space, uh, doing a lot of receiving work. So I think that's what a chain's role is going to be this year. You know, sure, he's going to get a few carries here and there out of the backfield, but it's not going to be, you know, anything in the tens. If he gets 10 carries in a game this year, I'd be shocked. And then most certain Wilson probably had the same roles as they did last year. I thought Wilson was. A little bit better than Mostert at times last year, but they still really like Mostert. Both those guys know this system as well. Um, but, if yeah, if they sign Dalvin Cook, I was going to put a damper on. Like, I don't even – sure, I'll have Mostert. I'll still hold on to Jeff Wilson, but I think Jeff Wilson kind of – Falls off the wayside there I, I don't know if I'd really want him too much But what would you feel like if uh, if Dalvin ended up here and what do you think of these guys Without Dalvin too
0: that, I'd, be, uh, I'd be petrified of Dalvin Like I don't I, I like it from the, uh, the Miami team Point like my dad's a Giant Dolphins fan I went on a Dolphins fan cruise with him earlier this year He loves the Dolphins it'd be great for the team For fantasy purposes though I'd hate it like I, I'd Want Dalvin Cook obviously Um, But after that, it's like, man, I can't make a case for Mostert. I can't make a case for Jeff Wilson. I could make a case for A-Chain on the youth and the name. And then those other two guys, like you said, Ahmed and and Gaskin. Right now, as it stands where it is, I don't have a lot of interest in Gaskin or Ahmed just because this backfield is so deep. So even in those deep lineup leagues, I'm like, nah, I'm kind of good, man. Like, I don't think think any one of those guys for me personally does anything to move the needle. Um, Lineup leagues... I'm interested in rostering Mostert. I'm interested in rostering Jeff Wilson because, like you said last year, there was times where Jeff Wilson was very, very, very effective and put up a a fair amount of fantasy points when Mostert was kind of banged up. So um, both of those guys kind of seeing how it plays out. Lineup would be tough with uh, Devon H, and that's where the value kind of comes in. you got to do a lot of projecting. And I think this year, best-case scenario, Eric, we're kind of looking like maybe James Cook's role from last year in Buffalo, who we just talked about. Probably not doing you a lot. Basketball leagues, I want a lot of Devon A-chain, right, because of that home run ability, the fact that he's going to have a role on the team. We just don't know how much it's going to be. Um, but I'm, in basketball, I'm kind of interested in all three of those guys, Mostert, Wilson, A-chain, uh, lineup. I'd be more interested in Wilson and Mostert, to be honest. Like I, I've rostered some A-chain in, in lineup leagues, but I don't feel good about it because I'm never going to know really when to start them unless something bad happens to the two guys in front of him and if something bad happens to him does he get more work that's more consistent that i can rely on i don't think so at least in his rookie year just a personal opinion i think that's more of a uh a long-term name player like kind of that guy who makes a splash a splash play and then you go oh yeah now's the time to move him." right like people liked him a little bit coming in now he just made you know a 80 yard touchdown run where he burnt the entire defense perfect let's see, let, let me put them on the block and see if I can get somebody who's actually going to get a uh, consistent workload. So that's where I'm at with these three guys. Um, okay. I do agree with you though. Like they bring anybody else in, like it's toast for Gaskin and Ahmed. <laughs> both yeah. of them are done. <laughs> I think right. one of them's done for sure. Uh, they're not going to make it on the team, uh, but we'll see after that.
1: I, I mean, I'm really a big fan of both Gaskin and Ahmed. I've had both of them on multiple teams, like both of them together. Um, I've had to cut a couple just um, with roster construction right now. I still think one of them can end up somewhere else on one of these running back needy teams. Like I know they just signed Marlon Mack, but if like Gaskin went to Arizona, I'm like I think Miles Gaskin's the RB two in Arizona right now. You know, I can see like that. that. Yep. So I really. You know, like holding on to these guys, but I understand that at times, like, you got to cut somebody, and one of these guys might have to be your cuts, but I'm still interested in them. Mostert, I do like, but he does get dinged up quite a bit, too. So that makes me still interested in Jeff Wilson, especially in lineup leagues. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson has had some really good games the last couple years, you know, in this system and won you some weeks. So I think you got to still hold on to Jeff Wilson, too. So. Uh, and I agree with everything you said on chain. Like that's kind of a guy you want in best ball. I don't have him too many in too many lineup leagues, but when the hell am I going to start him? It's going to be really yeah. tough to even even predict that. So
0: I think the uh, the the appeal of Jeff Wilson, right? If you're just looking at A-Chain and Moster, right, the big three that are there, the the appeal of Jeff Wilson is he's just built so much differently than those other guys, right? More of that that bigger running back where you go, yeah. We can give the ball 20 times to him and he's not going to break down. Uh, you you brought up Raheem Mostert always getting banged up yet. Yeah, it's been a career thing, but we got to remember he's built more like Devon A-Chain in the end, right? That speed back and then that smaller back. Now he's been able to handle a workload, but he also gets his fair share at Knicks. I think that's why I really like Jeff Wilson, and I've always kind of felt bad whether it's lineup or basketball just – he feels like the safest one to roster for if I'm looking for production, just because he's so much different than the other two guys. Now, if they bring in a Dalvin cook that it's shit, it's, it's done for him. Like, it's like, all right, you brought in another Jeff Wilson. That's much better. I'm screwed. I think all your Jeff Wilson shares go to zero and no one cares.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Now looking at new England's running back backfield. So Ramondre Stevenson, He's going to be the alpha here, the workhorse. You know, they've really taken it easy on him during camp so far, limiting his reps, which is exactly what they should do. And they're just going to be gearing up for him to have another 300 carry season. Hopefully he gets 50 catches. I think he had almost 60 catches last year or something like that. So I think Stevenson's set up for another big year. They have Ty Montgomery, who's hurt again already. Another guy who's always hurt. Uh, but it seems like when he does practice, he has a role. Like, he's the receiving back right now for them. So I think you got to still remember Ty Montgomery's there. It's – best ball definitely don't want to hold him lineup leagues I I've left him on waiver wires I haven't really picked him up I'm just not too interested Pierre strong jr and Kevin Harris though I have uh, some shares of both of those players I do like Pierre strong a little bit more than I do Kevin Harris so I've kept Pierre strong you know I haven't really dropped him too many times Kevin Harris I've had to drop a couple times though I think that this is a team that they got to look at another running back. If they can get Zeke or Fournette for cheap, I think these are one of the good landing spots. I know they've looked at Dalvin Cook, too. They could sign Dalvin Cook. It wouldn't shock me. Um, It's going to happen at some point. Dalvin's going to have to go to one of these teams, and this is definitely another one that's looked at them. Uh, Zeke, they've already brought in for a workout, so they know Zeke. Um, They've been talking about bringing him in still you know, Zeke would work well here. I don't think he would, um, he would obviously cut into Stevenson a little bit, but not like Tony Pollard and Zeke, you know, how we're thinking. I think Stevenson would still be like the 60% guy. Zeke would maybe get, you know, 25% and then the rest would go to the other back. So not too worried about it there, but lineup leagues, I'll, I'll hold on to strong Harris is borderline for me. I think in, um, Best ball, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Stevenson's the only guy I even want here.
0: Yeah, I got some Ty Montgomery in best ball leagues just because, you know, the 35-man rosters and, you know, you're at the bottom of it and you go, well, what if what if he's actually a little bit of a thing in receiving down back? Like, he's worth a spot until I find somebody better, right? But he's more of a placeholder. It's not somebody I'm holding on to going like, yeah, I really need him. Uh You're, you're pretty much right is the only one right now in this situation in a basketball league that's really worth a shit. I mean, kind of depending on your roster situation and, and how many people are uh, in your league. Like, I think I, I roster like Kevin Harris in the Royal Rumble, but it's just like you look at the waiver wire and it's going, who the hell else am I taking, right? Like, it's New England. He's a bigger back. You know, if they don't bring somebody else in, who's to say Bill Belichick doesn't give him, you know, 10 touches. 15 touches at some point and you go, they should be going to Ramondre, but instead Kevin Harris is getting touches. Like we've seen this shit before from him. So that's the only hope. But, you know, if if he doesn't make the uh, the 53 and he's kind of that fringe guy or he's on the, uh, the practice squad, it'll tell you all you need to know. Just drop his ass. Same for Pierre Strong. Same for Ty Montgomery. Uh, Ramondre's best ball league, the only one I'm interested in. Lineup league. Uh, even if Ty Montgomery's kind of a thing, I wouldn't want to roster him. I'm good. You know, I might be holding on to some Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris as like deep taxi squad kind of guys, but that's about it for these dudes. And if Z came in, I don't think it really does anything to uh, to limit what I want from uh, Ramondre. Same if like Leonard Fournette came in. Um, i still view him in the same light. Uh, but I do agree, like all it does is really just signal Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, cut him, don't eat him put them on the bench because they kind of found their old crusty guy to just spell Ramondre when he needs it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Now looking at the New York jets. So obviously Brees hall is there. He's on pup right now. He should be back within the next week or two. They said, so I'm not too worried about Brees hall. It is a little bit weird. Like Javante Williams completely tore like three things and he's back practicing healthy and mm-hmm. then Brees Hall just an ACL, and he's still not doing anything. So it's just so weird, like these major injuries, you know h- how they affect each person. It's it's kind of uh, kind of fascinating. But wish Brees would be out there kicking it and and you know doing really good right now. Michael Carter, they still have Zonovan Knight, Israel Abanakanda, uh, and Travis Die, who they uh, brought in off a of UDFA. So right now. Obviously, Brees Hall is the man here. They're talking about bringing in Dalvin. We kind of talked about a little bit last week what, what Brees and Dalvin would do together um, and how we would view them. So we're not going to get too much into that. Uh, but if they brought in Dalvin, like it's interesting to see who they would cut here. And from all the stuff that I've read, it would be between Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight to, uh, who would get cut between those guys. And I think it's kind of might be Michael Carter because... Uh, Zonovan Knight has been the best running back at camp so far uh, from everything that I've read Zonovan Knight has been their best running back out there So I think it kind of might be Michael Carter that would get cut if Dalvin ends up here Or they could trade Michael Carter to another team as well Um, So I'm I'm carrying all four of these guys right now I have uh, Travis Dye in some super deep leagues, but he's going to end up probably being a practice squad player at best and if Abana Kanda does sign here, too, like he might be a game day inactive because they would probably have Brees Hall up, they'd have Dalvin Cook up, they'd have Zonovan Knight up. Um, I don't think they would put four running backs on the active day roster, and Abana Kanda does not play special teams. So that's really interesting with Abana Kanda. He might just have like a redshirt year if they brought in Dalvin. If they don't bring in Dalvin then I think it's band of Kanda getting a little bit of run here and there. So what's your thoughts on the jets?
0: So Zonovan night is, is very interesting. I loved him last year. And then, you know, he, he ended up being a practice squad guy. Right. And couldn't really beat out Michael Carter last year until later in the year. And all of a sudden he, he gets in, he produces a shit ton. And by that time I've already been out. Now we go into this year, Reese hall banged up. You go, okay. I can probably get behind getting some Zonovan Knight because I think you know, between him and Michael Carter, he's a much better overall running back. Uh, his skill set lends it to it. And then they go out and they draft a Banakanda and you go, shit, that's another dude like Sonovan Knight last year that I really liked and was highly interested. And now we're just throwing a bunch of junk on one team, and I go, damn it, how do I sift through this? It's interesting that you say Michael Carter might be the cut because I got a shit ton of Michael Carter for the sole purposes of when I was doing a lot of startups, you know, in the spring before, you know, before the NFL draft, you go, well, Brees Hall's hurt, probably comes back along slowly. I can see a role for Michael Carter for five weeks, six weeks, something along those lines. And and now this dude's on the border of getting cut. Like, I think this is pretty much the signal. If you can get anything for this dude, anything at all, like a fourth, just take it, (laughs) just take it move on, cut your losses, you're good to go. Uh, if not, I think you just hold him and you kind of see if he actually does get cut and then it does everything that you need, you need to know. Zonovan Knight's probably the one that I'm really interested in having, uh, and that's just in case that, uh, you know, Dalvin doesn't sign. If Dalvin Cook doesn't sign with him, I can see uh, Bam Knight having a pretty big role and in, in kind of filling that as they ease breeze back into the season. That'd be the one. Vanakanda, taxi squad stash for me. Um, best ball rosters. Like this is a guy that I'll probably end up cutting a lot. In my best ball. Like you had him pre NFL, you had him all over your team. And if he's the third running back, fourth running back, and in and threatened to be a game day inactive, this is the kind of dude that you is the uh the roster clogger, as they say in best ball. <laughs> that's the guy that you go and Travis Dye, uh, yeah, that's an easy one. Just cut him.
1: <laughs> just just yeah, cut him for sure. All right, on to uh, the AFC North now. So the Baltimore Ravens are up first. I think this one's pretty easy, too. J.K. Dobbins, he's on the pup right now. We'll see what happens there. Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon are behind him. They still have Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell. I think they drafted him late in the draft, uh, I think sixth or seventh round. So with Dobbins, we just kind of have to wait and see on him. I don't see these guys signing Zeke or Fournette or anybody like that, Dalvin Cook. Um, Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon, obviously they signed Melvin Gordon recently, so that was their signing. And they gave Melvin $3.1 million. So Melvin Gordon didn't get $3.1 million to sit on the bench. I think, personally, Melvin Gordon is going to be the RB2 on this team. Um, probably play above Gus. Maybe they use Gus in some short yard situations, maybe goal line, something like that. Justice Hill is a guy, he's been on waivers for three, four years now in all my leagues. Just He's never done anything, never hit... What we expected him to towards Achilles when they had the uh, running back apocalypse, there when Dobbins got hurt, Edwards got hurt, Justice Hill. And then Keaton Mitchell is an 170 pound return man, basically. So I'm not rostering him anywhere personally. Um, I'm only going to be keeping really Dobbins, Edwards, and Melvin on this team. I think those are the only three you can roster. And I think you can roster them in all three or uh, both formats best ball or lineup. So do you agree with that?
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna agree I, I'm a lot higher on j k than it seems like a lot of people are in this situation whatever it is is wanting a new contract doesn't worry me as much like I think he's still in a good spot for value and that's kind of why I gravitated towards him. I think the talent's there for him uh, the Melvin Gordon signing really signaled to me that the Gus Edwards still isn't right after that ACL right we didn't fucking J.K. Dobbins came back and played, right? And then went off for another surgery and then came back and then played really well toward the end of the year. And we still didn't see Gus Edwards. We didn't see shit out of him. And and he tore his ACL about the same time. And J.K.'s was supposedly worse. They go out and they sign Melvin Gordon. I go, well, that pretty much tells me all I need to know about Gus Edwards. Like, I don't have any interest in him. Lineup up best ball. I don't want him on my team. I will roster Melvin Gordon. I will roster J.K. Dobbins. I might throw a dart at Justice Hill, right? Like it's a tough uh it's a tough drug to quit, the Justice Hill drug. And he's had moments, um, but I'm kinda with you. Like I think you just write it off and you go, I'm good. Keaton Mitchell, no interest. Like he said, 170 pound return man, pass, <laughs> pass, I'm good.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. On to the Bengals Now, this is another one. Pretty straightforward. Joe Mixon, obviously going to be the starter there. Travion Williams. He's out for a couple weeks. He I forget what the hell he did. It sprained his ankle or something. Uh, chase Brown, the rookie that they drafted in the fifth round this year. Um, and then Chris Evans, uh, who they drafted a couple years ago in the sixth round. I think those are going to be the main four guys that make this team. Chase Brown, one of the um, interesting things that I was reading about, uh, they were doing pass protection drills the other day, um, and Chase Brown was won most of his reps, which is very surprising because if you remember from the senior bowl, A couple of people that were there mentioned him that he was just getting absolutely killed in passing uh, protection drills and they thought that's that was one of the reasons a lot of us soured on him quickly because he couldn't pass protect well obviously he's gotten better at it um, so that's really good i think he's more talented than travion williams travion williams has been there since 2019 uh, I couldn't tell you how many carries he's had in his career. It's got to be like less than less than 50 in, in his time since he's been there with the Bengals. Um, he's not very good. I think it's going to be Chase Brown is going to be the backup. I'd still rather have Chris Evans over Travion Williams, to be honest, too. Um, I saw a lot of people pick up Travion Williams just because he's been there before, knows the system and whatnot. I'm just not interested in him, so... Uh, lineup and best ball, I think the only two guys I even want here are Mixon and Chase Brown.
0: 47 carries for Trivion, Williams. That was close. You you were right, though, less than 50.
1: (laughs) That was pretty close. I
0: I got no interest in Trivion Williams at all. I I would roster Joe Mixon, of course. That's an easy layup. Chase Brown, yes. And the fact that he's fixed his pass pro is pretty interesting because he's got a lot of... uh, He's kind of got a lot of that, like, Samaje P. Ryan feel to him, who did pretty well there last year, right? The uh, the highly productive and college back kind of goes under the radar, doesn't get a whole lot of draft capital. Um, but he kind of feels like that guy who could fill that third down role. I'm interested in Chris Evans because he has a lot of talent, um, but he's also kind of taking that Travion Williams career arc, isn't he, where we always think he's going to be something and then never actually does anything, right? Right. The only thing I can say for Chris Evans is I've actually seen a highlight in a game where he scored a touchdown and it was a beautiful, like I think he ran kind of like a wheel route and Joe Burrow hit him and I go, okay, he actually did something. (laughs) Travion Williams, I've never seen it. So uh, best ball lineup doesn't matter. Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, Chris Evans, those are the guys I'd be interested in rostering. Uh, Travion Williams, no thanks.
1: Yeah, I think I've dropped all my Chris Evans at this point. It's, He just hasn't had the career that I thought he was going to. Maybe it turns around a little bit this year, but I think he's kind of just buried behind Travion and Chase Brown. But, hey, different things can happen here. We'll see um, if he makes any progress this year. Yeah. On to Cleveland, another one that's a little bit interesting here. Chubb, Jerome Ford, Demetric Felton, John Kelly, and Hassan Hall are the top five right now. Probably only going to keep three of these guys, I think, You know they've kept John Kelly on the practice squad pretty much the last three years. Hassan Hall, I could see him being a uh, another practice squad type player for them. I think Demetric Felton, just from watching the. Hall of Fame game the other night, Felton looked pretty good. Like, he showed explosiveness. Like, if Jerome Ford can't handle the passing game work, I think Felton could easily come in and be, like, a third-down scat back, like a J.D. McKissick-type, uh, Chris Thompson-type. Like, I think Felton could do that role for the Browns. Like, you don't want them having you know, 10, 15 touches a game. But if you get you seven touches as like at Chris Thompson type, I think Dimitri Felton could do something there. So I'm a little bit interested in him. Um, I might have to pick some up this week on my waivers. Uh, Obviously, Chubb, you're going to be keeping. Jerome Ford, he's been doing decent as well. And right now he's the current backup. So you're going to have to keep him. And then um, I don't see this tent team sign, signing Zeke for Nets. Obviously, Kareem Hunt just signed today, so they won't bring him back. Uh, won't be in on Dalvin Cook at all either. So um, I'm guessing you're probably just chubbing forward Ford, and that might be it.
0: Yeah, I uh, last year you're the one who uh, told me to cut all my Demetric Felton, and rightfully so, it was the right play. Now. Even if I'm kind of with you, like I'm intrigued by him. I was intrigued with him last year. You talked me and just let him go, and I did. But one of the reasons you make that kind of move is where we sit at, Eric. Like, I can go pick up a shit ton of Demetri Feltz if I really like him today. Like, nobody gives a shit. But that's why you kind of make that move, so... I, I had no interest in Demetric Felton until today, when Kareem Hunt signed with the uh, the Saints. That has always been something that's been sticking in the back of my mind. With Cleveland, is like, man, I can see him bringing back Kareem Hunt, you know, just one more time. And then, I'm not as interested in Jerome Ford. I have no interest in Demetric Felton. But since that kind of went by the wayside, it's Nick Chubb for sure. I'm a lot more interested today in Jerome Ford than I think I've ever been. And now I got a tinge. Like there's a little twinkle in the back of my eye that goes, maybe Dimitri Felton. Maybe. Okay. So those would be the guys. Uh, John Kelly, I see somebody was posted the Patreon the other day. Should I go pick up John Kelly? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> no, no, that's, stop that's it. just
1: the only football game that's on. And he looks halfway don't, decent. Don't do this to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> now he's been a practice squad guy for like three or four years now. Uh, that's p- pretty much his calling in the NFL. And then, like you were talking about with Felton, man, like last year it was they split him between wide receiver and running back because they needed wide receivers, and they've been playing with him like that. But now he's fully back to running back again, and he definitely has a shot to make this team. I think he's a little sneaky upside there for your deeper leagues, for sure.
0: Right. You got like 40, 45-man rosters. You know, you got the ability to stash him in there. Why not? I'd take some shots on Demetrik Felton. I'm not going to lie. I'll probably go out, and even in basketball leagues, I might pick up a share or two here, and especially in those leagues where the uh, the waiver wire is like uh, – I'm trying to think. We'll, we're going to get to it, but I'm trying to think of that deep, like McLaughlin, whoever the fuck that is, in Denver, that running back oh, yeah. I saw trending a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, This is where that, we're at. I picked him up a ton, actually, in my league, so um, I'll mention him when we get to him. Uh, final team in the uh, AFC North Pittsburgh – this one is always super easy. It's Najee Harris, it's Jalen Warren, and it's nobody else. Um, Anthony McFarland has had a really good camp, but he's been there since 2020 and hasn't done a damn thing. And this is his college coach, is the offensive coordinator, and they still can't do anything with him. Um, he is the RB3 now. They had Benny Snell there for the last couple years, but obviously Benny Snell is not there anymore. So McFarlane has a little bit of chance. I think he makes the roster, but not somebody I'm even interested in. I think if Najee went down, Jalen Warren could come in and be the the guy. McFarlane would get a few touches here and there. And they probably would sign somebody that we're not even really thinking about, like a Damian Williams, a Darryl Williams, somebody like that, if that happens. And any of these other guys that they have, Darius Hagen's, Greg Bell, no thanks. So I think just Najee and Warren, right?
0: Yeah, I'm the uh, the big Anthony McFarland truther too. And you know, it hasn't happened, Eric. You, it hasn't happened yet. You said everything. He's got his college coach there as the offense coordinator. The only guy that was in front of him, like keeping him away, was uh, Benny fucking Snell, and it never happened for him. And. It, 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 I've been down this road as the Anthony McFarland truther. He's had a good camp every year. He's been league, man, like You're I'm right. done. It's, it's Jalen Warren. It's Najee Harris. And uh, a little bit of an epiphany here just looking at it, man. When I actually look at this depth chart for running backs, like I am very in on Najee Harris and I've been very anti-Jalen Warren. But who the fuck else is here, man? Like I got to get more interested in Jalen Warren just for the simple fact I don't think he's a great talent and I've seen the the film breakdown. He didn't really do shit last year Let's be let's keep it a hundred man. Like as far as fantasy points. How many weeks? Did you start Jalen Warren last year? Yeah,
1: not very many and Yeah, I I, I like him. That's one of the guys that I found last year for uh, You know the dynasty and chill group that I did a lot of those people I got them on uh, Jalen Warren Malik Davis And I I still like Jalen Warren quite a bit. I think the one thing that I like about this one is the offensive line has definitely improved. They've signed some guys. They drafted some guys. The offensive line is definitely going to be better, and that's always been Pittsburgh's um, main downfall the last couple years is that offensive line's been dog shit. So now that it's a little bit better this year, I'm definitely more interested in Najee and Jalen Warren. And it's funny, like you read – or listen to some of like the mainstream podcasts and they kind of like shit on Najee Harris and the Steelers. Like, Oh, I don't want him for redraft. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want him in round four. I'm like, guys, like he's going to get a ton of touches still. I'm So I don't get it. Uh, yeah. he's still definitely in on Najee. I don't yep. think he's as bad. And he had that, um, was it the foot injury last year?
0: Yep. Had the plate he in had, his foot. Yep.
1: Yeah. He had that all year too. So of course he was going to be bad. Um, I th- I'm, I'm definitely in on Najee Harris this year.
0: See, see, I've used all those to like shit on Jalen Warren, right? Like Najee right. was injured last year and he still didn't do anything. But Eric, I'm telling you right now as we're going through it and I look at the rest of the depth chart and Anthony McFarland's the third option listed on here. And I right. go, woof, woof. And if I'm going to be this deep and in, 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 I'm, I'm on the table for Najee Harris for all the reasons that you listed, offensive line's better. Second year quarterback, you know, not a rookie. They always love to run the ball. Najee Harris was injured last year, had that plate in his foot. I got to be in on Jalen Warren, too, and not to the, you know, I've been shitting on him and telling everybody, I'll take a third for him. I, I think those days are gone, man. Like, I'm in on Jalen Warren now for the simple fact that if something happens to Najee Harris or if they try to take a little bit of his workload away, right, like just to spell him, to keep him more fresh, there is nobody else besides Jalen Warren on this team that's worth a shit. And it's going to be Jalen Warden. Like that's a yes. secure role. He has already out the gate with the possibility of having more. So, uh, man, I'm glad we did this. Cause now I'm, I gotta go get some Jalen Warren before I put this thing out on the airways.
1: <laughs> right. All right. Now on to Houston. Here's a little bit of a jumbled backfield after the top two. So top two, Damien Pierce and uh, Devin Singletary. Those two are going to be locked into their top two roles this year. Best ball lineup. One of them both. Um, After that, these guys are probably lineup guys, if anything, probably not in best ball. Mike Boone, I think he's just a solid. If something happened to one of the top two, Boone could come in and just do enough to, you know, not suck. Uh, Dario Ogwugunwale, he is just like a uh, pass-catching type guy, not anybody that you want to roster um xavian that was a guy that a lot of people were high on he was undrafted as a college free agent this year i haven't heard much about him in training camp so i think we're going to have to kind of watch the preseason games to see if he pops at all because i could see him easily um coming over dare or jared dokes who's there too um if he could pop and maybe he could be a little bit better than mike boone i know they signed mike boone uh, but Valaday probably is going to be a practice squad guy at best, but I am interested and curious to see about him because some prominent people did like him. Uh, but, yeah, Pearson, Singletary are probably the only two I really want to roster, though.
0: I'm with you. Uh, best ball, it's Pearson, Singletary. No question. None of the other guys interest me at all. Line up. Uh, I'll, I'll throw Mike Boone and Xavier and Valaday in there just as, as guys that I would be monitoring, possibly rostering, or trying to stash. Um, those guys, I think in lineup leagues, you could get something out of best ball. They're zeros. Uh, you just move on with yourself, but yeah, best ball is pretty easy. Pearson Singletary lineup. I'll throw, I I don't have any interest in a Goomba Wale. Uh, there was a time where I was a big Jared Dokes fan, but as you can see, he's done absolutely nothing. So we just, we keep him
1: moving. (laughs) Yep. All right. On to Indy. So this is obviously one of the, uh, intriguing backfields going on right now in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor still on the pup list. Don't know when that situation is going to be sorted out. Zach Moss, he's going to be, make the team, and then he'll just probably revert to IR for a couple weeks. Uh, Broke his arm early on a couple weeks ago. Evan Hole, I've heard really good things about him. Fifth round pick, I think he's going to definitely make the team as a fifth rounder. So I think those three are pretty safe. And then this fourth spot, we're really going to have to figure out who's going to make it. So right now we have Jake Funk, probably not going to be him. And Xavier Scott, who's a college free agent, probably not going to be him. The two that we're going to be interested in here are Kenyon Drake, who they just signed the other day, and Deion Jackson. Uh, Deion Jackson's actually gotten some hype, um, from some people lately, just because he did look pretty good last year when Naeem Hines was traded. Dion Jackson kind of played that role. And, uh, he had one game where he had like 10 catches. Um, so I kind of thought, man, Deion Jackson can kind of just play the same Naeem Hines role, but he really didn't, um, towards the end of the season. He kind of got forgotten about when Taylor and Moss kind of took over. Um, Kenyon Drake, I'm definitely going to have to pick some up this week on waivers. I think that's a guy that's intriguing to me. Um, If they don't believe in Evan Hole or Zach Moss suffers a setback, I think Drake could uh come in and, you know, he could do decent for you. Like, I don't think it's the Kenyon Drake of old, uh, but he can come in in a pinch and he could probably still get you 15 to 18 carries and still be able to handle the load and do the receiving game as well. So what are your thoughts here on Indy?
0: Yeah, this is one of the weird backfields where in best, best ball, like I'm interested in a lot of guys, and I usually don't, right? Jonathan Taylor's the layup, but Moss Hole, Kenyon Drake, and Deion Jackson, even in best ball leagues, uh, if I got more than 30, 32 roster spots in that, I'm probably trying to roster all these guys just so I see how it shakes out. But uh, if I'm doing that in a best ball, you know as hell uh, damn well in lineup leagues, like I'm rostering all those guys, but I'm with you. It's, 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 Taylor, obviously Zach Moss, Evan Hall, Kenya Drake, Deion Jackson, and I want all of them, every single one of them.
1: Yeah, and just see what kind of happens between there. Uh, we'll yeah, see what happens only, in the preseason game. The
0: only one I can rule out is I go. I'm not doing the Jank Funk thing
1: ever again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm a, I've never had been on it on that one for sure. Um, All right, so now we're going to move on to here to Jacksonville. I think this one is actually uh, pretty straightforward as well. So, obviously, ETN and Bigsby are going to be your top two. Bigsby has looked amazing at training camp, uh, receiving the ball, rushing the ball. I think this is going to be like a a 60-30-10 split uh, between ETN, Bigsby, and I think – De'Ernest Johnson or Jamichael Hasty, whichever one wins the role. Right now, it sounds like it's going to be De'Ernest Johnson, who they signed this offseason, would probably be that third guy. He's looked really good at camp. So I'm thinking that's kind of what it's going to be this year between those three. They have kept four running backs on the roster, so I could still see Hasty hanging around. Snoop Connor, who they drafted in the fifth round, he was kind of just buried last year, was inactive most of the time. I've dropped him everywhere. I'm not interested in him. Uh, they have Quadre Olson too, um, who they signed as a uh, priority free agent. He's a uh, he's just bounced around from team to team to team. He's pretty much a camp body at this point. But uh, Etn Bigsby, Ernest John, Dean Ernest Johnson, a little Michael Hastier is probably all I'm interested in here.
0: Just the uh, the top two guys for me in best ball leagues: Bigsby and Etn. Um, lineup leagues. I think I'd go to four, Eric. Like, I will put Hasty and Ernest both in there just to see until it shakes out, like, who's right. going to be that third guy. Uh, no interest in Snoop Connor or Quadre at all yeah. for me. Like, I'd drop them immediately. Yeah, if I that. haven't already.
1: Yeah. Hasty, it was, uh, he showed some flashes last year. He had a couple right. of big and plays they, for names. They
0: re signed him. Like, they put some money. I know they signed Ernest, but they also put money into Jamaica Hasty and re signed him as well. Yeah. So it was like, okay you know and before they drafted Tank Bigsby I thought I was pretty I was pretty big on picking out your Michael Hasty everywhere that I could
1: right i mean i still i still like ETN a little bit but i think he kind of drops down a little bit for me i know last week or something the coaches or peterson was talking about uh ETN getting 1600 1700 <laughs> yeah. rushing yards i'm like maybe in two seasons combined but <laughs> Not <laughs> ah, uh not this year I don't
0: see it oh, Yeah, I've been kind of the uh the ETN hater, right? Like I uh I tried to get people on board a few months ago with trading Travis ETN for the guy who's got Tank Bigsby in your league and getting a first round pick. And I would have done that everywhere. <laughs> and they're like, You're crazy, you can't do that.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, like, I no. don't I don't hate that at all.
0: I would have liked to do it, and Tank has taken off, like you said. Everything in the training camp looks really good. I'm not saying Travis Etienne's bad. Like, I'm still in on him. I don't think All he's right. garbage. I just think the uh, the process play for me has always been find another running back and pick up a random first.
1: I think what how I view it is it's pretty much like a Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon situation between Etienne and Bigsby. That's kind of how I'm viewing it.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: All right, Tennessee. So this one, also pretty straightforward. Derrick Henry, obviously, you're rostering. Tajay Spears, the third-round rookie. He's going to make the team as, like, the change of pace back. Uh, Jonathan Ward is pretty much just a special teams guy that they picked up. He's going to make the team just for special teams purposes. And then it's going to be between Hassan Haskins and Julius Chestnut. Uh, Just from the couple Titans writers that I read from, kind of think it's going to be Haskins. They would have just cut Haskins already if they were going to, uh, in my opinion. He might get a suspension uh, for the first couple games or whatever it is once his uh, court case is settled. Uh, So we'll have to wait on that. I think that's kind of what everybody's waiting for on Haskins. I think his court case is soon. And then Julius Chestnut. You know, he could be a practice squad guy. He might make the team if Haskins does get cut. I would think they would want to hold on to Haskins just because they drafted him in the fourth round. So I think we're going to have to kind of wait and see on on that one.
0: Uh, best ball this is easy. It's Derek Henry, Tajay Spears, the only 2 lineup. jeez i got a hard time going past those two even in lineup like
1: yeah haskins didn't do shit last year he was really disappointing to me after and um, and
0: he he i would say too just to the point about who makes the team between him and chestnut wasn't hassan Haskins like returning kicks last year for him i don't know how much other special teams he played but i do remember watching him like during a week returning a kick which i thought was the strangest thing ever
1: yeah, he could and not
0: have at not, some point. Not as the up man either. <laughs> like right, actually right, being right. the guy standing in the end zone and I'm going, Fucking Hassan has mm-hmm. kicks maybe slower than shit.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I remember him and in, in the Big Ten man, like he killed Ohio State um two yeah. years ago. And then he had a big – didn't he have a, that huge game against Iowa too? in yes. big 10 championship. Yeah, so, we both
0: got burned back-to-back. Back, right.
1: <laughs> so I had some, some hope for him. I was like, okay, man, this this kid looks pretty good, and he just hasn't done it yet in the NFL. So I still have a little bit of hope for him. I've seen some people just straight-up drop him. I know Scott Connor dropped him pretty much as immediately yeah. as the news came out. I'd still hold on to him a little bit, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm um, kinda I'm kinda with Scott as soon as that domestic violence thing came out. He was already fringe rosterable anyways. Yeah. When they drafted Tajay. And I go, well, this is easy.
1: Right. I get it. Uh okay, on to Denver now here in the NFC or AFC West. So Javante Williams, man, everything's looking great for him right now. He's practicing full pads, no restrictions. Uh, kind of like a minor medical miracle, to be honest with you, that he's even being able to do this right now. Samaje P. Ryan, the backup, I think he's pretty much locked in as the third down back for sure. Change of pace, I bet you he gets a couple series to himself as well. So Samaje P. Ryan, definitely going to have a lot of value for you this year. And then the other ones, Tony Jones Jr. I think, obviously, uh, Sean Payton knew him from New Orleans. I'm not too big on him I like the other two better which are Tyler Beatty and Jaleel McLaughlin Uh, McLaughlin is a uh, UDFA that they brought in and everything from camp is that he's been uh, doing really good a lot better than the other two Tyler Beatty's had some good moments as well Tony Jones haven't really heard too much about him I picked up Jaleel McLaughlin a lot last week just to kind of see what happens and you have to remember with uh, Sean Payton and his history of UDFA running backs, he's kept a lot in his times if they're anywhere being good. So, Pierre Thomas, uh, Daniel Laskow, um, I'm sure there's a couple others that I'm missing that they've had mm-hmm. times. Um, so yeah, the, he's had a history of keeping these guys. So I think Jaleel McLaughlin is definitely a guy worth picking up, especially in lineup leagues. Your best ball leagues probably not. It's probably just gonna be Javante and Peter.
0: We got some deeper ones that we play in, which, you know, I can see a case for McLaughlin um, Javante P Ryan for best ball for me. That's it. I have no interest in, in Tony Jones or, or Tyler Beatty, but uh, just because you're like, Hey, undrafted guy doing well in camp. I can see a case where even in a best ball league, if I've got enough roster spots, I'm going to pick them up lineup leagues for me. It's it's Williams. It's B Ryan. It's McLaughlin. I still have no interest in Tony Jones right, or Tyler. Right. B.
1: <laughs> right. I liked Tony Jones a couple years ago, but he just, um, once he played against the starters, he wasn't very good. So no, he's just one no. of those guys that just doesn't have the, talent. he was,
0: he was a great against the third team defense in training camp. And we all bought into right. it. And then, and then he, uh, yeah, once you've seen him in an actual NFL game, you went, oh, my God, this guy's yeah. horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on to Kansas City, this one's very easy. Pacheco, McKinnon, Clyde edwards helaire Deneric Prince. I'm interested in all four of those. LaMichael P. Ryan has, like, never done anything in the league, so I'm not interested in him. Uh, Deneric Prince is the one, the UDFA from this year. He... Has been amazing at camp. You just hear rave reviews about him. Uh, passing game, rushing game, all that. He's done good. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, he's still going to be there. He's still going to get a shot. you got to roster those guys. McKinnon, Pacheco, those guys have been um, excellent, too. You know, Pacheco's coming back off of a couple surgeries, but he was great last year. Um, yeah, so I think you got to keep fourth here. I think you agree?
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter the format, lineup, best ball. Roster size on one Oh four. I on want exposure to every single one of them because we've seen them, you know, late in the year that no one really gave a shit about Jarek McKinnon at this time last year. And all of a sudden no. he's a league winner. This, you know, we get two week. years in a row. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah you, you just keep them all.
1: Interested in him finally,
0: you keep <laughs> so. them all until they're, they're hurt and they're out for the year or they get cut from the team.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right. On to Vegas now. So obviously Josh Jacobs, we don't know about that saga right now, how that's going to play out. Still hasn't signed the franchise tag or got a new contract or anything. Uh, Amir Abdullah is listed as the RB2 right now. I think it's going to be Zamir White, would be like the early down guys, and maybe Abdullah would be used in the passing game. So I kind of think that's what's going to happen there. I'm even, not even really interested in Abdullah. Like, I don't even really want him that much, but I could see in like a deeper league. Best ball if he you know Jacobs isn't there Abdullah maybe get you four or five catches and do something good Uh, Brandon Bolden he's solid when he does get to play but he's just a special teams type player Uh, Britton Brown I do like a little bit too but he's just kind of buried behind these guys so uh, anybody here on Vegas you want to highlight.
0: Um, it's really just the top three guys for me. Jacobs, Abdullah, Zemir White. Um, like, like you said, you can make a case in best ball. I'm not, I'm not huge on Amir Abdullah either, Eric, but like, I don't know the situation and how it plays out. So I go, well, I, you know, I want to have some exposure just in case, just in case, um, right. the rest of the guys, even if Brandon Bolden ends up with a role, uh, we've seen him with a role and never do anything. And the other two guys. No, so it's the top three guys for me, lineup for best ball. Those are the only ones I have interested, in. and I'm kind of fifty fifty on uh, Amir Abdullah, like how much interest I actually have in him.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, on to L.A. Chargers. So Austin Eckler, obviously a stud. Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, those two were definitely interested in both fourth round picks. I uh, really haven't read much too too much uh, lately on Kelly or Spiller, so I'm kind of hoping Isaiah Spiller would show up a little bit here. Haven't heard much on him. I think we're just gonna have to wait till the preseason games to see that. Larry Roundtree still here, a six-round pick. Um, Elijah Dotson, a college free agent that they picked up as well. He's gotten a little bit of hype at times. I think we're just gonna kind of have to wait and see what happens. In the preseason games here, this team usually keeps four running backs. So a Roundtree or a Dotson does have a chance to make the team, but the uh, hashtag any RB on a fifty-three; those might be like the very last two on that <laughs> list. So, I'm not interested in Roundtree because I've seen what he can do and it's not much. Dotson I haven't really seen yet, so I you know a little bit interested in him, but we'll see. Um, I still like, um, still like Spiller, still like Kelly. We'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah. Top three for me, uh, Eckler, Kelly, Spiller, and best ball lineup leagues. I'll throw Elijah Dotson into it just for the simple fact that it's the unknown, right? The, the NEM running back on a 53, even if he's towards the bottom, it's the unknown. Like maybe I watch him in the preseason and he turns out of the man, this kid's got some juice and Let's be honest, uh, the two guys in front of him, Joshua Kelly, has really never done it for me, and we had high hopes for Isaiah Spiller, and it hasn't panned out yet. And the fact that we're going into a second year, and we still haven't like heard, like, man, Isaiah Spiller's killing it at training camp, <laughs> makes me worried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me a little worried. bit.
1: I think I'll give him until the games, and we'll see what he does um, in the games right. coming up. But, yeah, so far, not great. Uh, All right, so on to the NFC now. Dallas Cowboys are going to be the first team here. So Tony Pollard, obviously, super stud. Love Tony Pollard. Uh, They have Rico Dowdle listed as number two here. I doubt he's a number two. That guy's always hurt. He does have a chance. I think this team definitely could be the team that picks up Zeke again if they can convince Zeke to come back for cheap, let him know, hey, you know, you're not going to have the same role that you did last year. Pollard's got our guy, but I could see Zeke coming back, and I actually think that's probably the most likely outcome. Zeke comes back here eventually. Um, we'll see what happens there. Malik Davis, I think if nobody signs here, and Malik Davis should be the backup, I did like him quite a bit. I've I've heard Dwayne McFarland and a couple other guys kind of shit on him that he's not any good. I don't think he's like... You know, Jalen Warren or anything like that. But I think he's at least solid enough to at least have a role. And then Deuce Vaughn, who they drafted in the sixth round, he'll be on the team. Obviously, he's a very little guy, but he does have some talent, man. So I could see Deuce Vaughn. He could have a couple good plays here and there during the year. Definitely somebody I want to hold on to and line up. What are your thoughts on like uh, Deuce Vaughn and the rest of these guys in best ball?
0: So where it stands right now. Um, I got four guys, lineup or best ball. I'm interested in, right? I'm going to want that, that number two role on the Dallas Cowboys. It's a good offense. Um, unfortunately for me being an Eagles fan, and I'm going to have to give them some praise. It's a good offense that I want a piece of. So Pollard, Rico Dottle, as much as I, uh, you know, don't want to admit it, like I still probably want to roster him just to see if it actually shakes out. And, of course, Malik Davis and then Deuce Vaughn is very intriguing. So best baller lineup, I want all four of them. Eric, if it's the situation, though, they bring back Zeke. And I'm not even talking Zeke of two years ago or Zeke of last year in his role. If they bring him back, that really narrows the list. To Pollard, Zeke, and Deuce Vaughn would be the only ones I'd be interested in. And immediately I'd be cutting all my Rico Dottle. Malik Davis shares like I'm good they're 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 worthless to me in lineup or best ball so if that situation does happen and they bring Zeke back just uh to kind of forecast it that's probably where I'd be at I'd still keep Deuce falling around just because they spent draft capital on him and he's intriguing as far as his skill set and what he can do um I really want to see if that will play out in the NFL
1: mm-hmm. yeah no I agree with you on Malik Davis if I I have a bunch of him I'd probably end up cutting him if they did resign Zeke so I agree. Uh, on to the Giants now. So Saquon Barkley, obviously super stud, got his one-year deal to play. Uh, I think he's going to have a solid year. They still have Matt Breda and Eric Gray as the top two backups. I think those guys are probably locked in right now. I think the rest of these guys are kind of fighting for maybe a fourth spot. Gary Brightwell, James Robinson, who they signed after the Patriots cut him, and Jay Sean Corbin. I haven't really heard much on any of those last three brightwell robinson corbin so if i have them i'm probably just leaving them on waivers uh i don't think james robinson is somebody that i'm like super interested in matt brita is one of the guys he's on my roster right now he's probably like one of my first cuts if i have to just because i think he's a little older now. He's lost some juice. And personally, I think Eric Gray's better, but I also haven't heard much on Eric Gray so far at camp too. So I'm guessing you're probably at three on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm at three, uh, regardless of format, Barkley, Brita, Eric Gray. Um, I really wanted to throw like a Jay Sean Corbin in, but that was last year, man. (laughs) All these guys that they keep bringing in drafting, signing, you know, just turds. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. (laughs) Like if he hasn't done it yet, it ain't happening. So, um, Matt Breida, though I'm kind of with you. Like that's also one of those guys where I go, yeah. Uh, technically Saquon's back up. Like I'm interested, but it's also one of those things where I got no, no problems just dropping them to waivers because you could probably pick them back up at least in sixty seventy percent of your leagues if you really need to.
1: For sure. Uh, All right, so on to your Eagles. So DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny are going to be the top two here. Nothing's changing there. Gainwell, Boston Scott, who they re-sign. I think those guys are... Probably the top four. They still have Trey Sermon. They have Kennedy Brooks. I think Kennedy Brooks will just be cut. Trey Sermon, I'm going to guess they're going to try and sneak him back onto the practice squad. They do like him. I just don't know if he's going to beat out Boston Scott, who's been pretty reliable, a good special teams player too. So I think that these four are pretty much um, set in stone. And the only ones I want to carry lineup and best ball would be Swift, Gainwell, and Penny.
0: Yeah, I can you know I can make the case for uh, for Boston Scott whenever he plays the Giants, like just that week before, pick him up if you're in a best bowl league. Like you don't gotta start him, don't do it in a lineup league, but in a best bowl league, pick him up when he plays the Giants, just in case. Just, right. We we can rule that out. But uh yeah, I'm with you. Swift Gainwell, Rashad Penny. Um i kind of make a case in lineup, like a deeper lineup. I'm I'm intrigued by Trey Sermon just because he's a little bit different than the rest of the running backs besides Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. like that size. And uh, what we do know about Rashad Penny is we might only get him for like two games. So, so if he does get snuck onto the practice squad, that'd be a guy, at least I would be highly monitoring for inevitably whenever Rashad Penny gets injured.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. Cause if Penny gets hurt, I could see, you know, it's it's just three smaller guys, really Scott Swift yeah. and uh, Gainwell. So I could see that for sure. Yeah. So that's a sneaky one. Uh, On to Washington now, so I think this one's pretty easy, too. It's going to be Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson uh, that I'm probably interested in. Probably only those two in best ball. And then coming in the lineup, Chris Rodriguez Jr., who they drafted in the round six. He's pretty much like a Brian Robinson clone. Uh, So if Brian Robinson were to get hurt, I think Rodriguez could come in and at least take some of that work there. Jonathan Williams, he's just pretty much a a, uh, special teams player at this point. Jarrett Patterson's probably a practice squatter. And they just signed Derek Gore last week as well. So we'll have to see how Derek Gore fits into there. But I probably think he's more of a camp body more than anything. But I'm guessing you're probably the same as me, just the top three, and that's it.
0: Yeah, um I'm a am kind of the uh, Brian Robinson hater and Antonio Gibson truther, but I still want you gotta roster Brian Robinson right. for sure. Right. Uh and I'm and I'm with you. Like if if you gotta ro- roster Brian Robinson, like I wanna roster his clone. Like if yeah. he if he goes down or you know anything bad happens to him, I don't think Antonio Gibson, as long as Ron Rivera there is ever gonna get the workload he deserves. Uh so Chris Rodriguez becomes very intriguing and None of the other guys, Jonathan Williams. Uh we've seen the uh the Jared Patterson thing. It hasn't been good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Derrick, he's just small. yeah. 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 So um, it's those top three for me too.
1: With Rodriguez, too. i I thought I've read something about Washington had a super high grade on him in the draft, like a third or fourth round grade or something. So they're definitely very high on him. So
0: Yeah, I could I could believe it, man. They were very high on Brian Robinson for no good reason. Right too. Same,
1: exactly. Uh, All right, on to Chicago. So right now, it's Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman are kind of splitting the reps as the ones. I think that's going to pretty much continue uh, there. I think that's going to be a 50-50 split. Roshan Johnson... um, he started off camp a little slow, but from when the pads came on is when he came alive. He's doing really good in the past game, running the ball pretty well too. So I think he's kind of stuck beh- behind Herbert and Foreman for this year, but Roshan's definitely going to be somebody they count on on special teams and he's going to have uh, you know, he'll get a couple carries a game. So I think those three are definitely guys you want to roster in every format and then they signed Travis Homer and they obviously drafted Treston Ebner last year I was really high on Ebner uh, he had a really good preseason he just got buried I mean they brought in Foreman they brought in Roshan Johnson brought in Travis Homer they brought in three guys ahead of you that kind of just signals okay it might not be his time anymore uh, for Ebner so I'm kind of thinking he's a practice squad guy at best or just gets cut then Travis Homer is like a third down back, special teams type player. Uh, not interested in him, but the uh, first three, definitely interested.
0: Yep, I'm with you. This is the easy one for me. I want the top three guys, regardless of format. Uh, it is, like, I do feel like you could to pour one out, right? Whatever's remaining in this water bottle for for Treston Abner. I was with you last year. I really liked him, but... Uh, yeah, oh, well. he
1: had, um, I think he played Kansas City in the preseason and had some amazing plays, so I re- really high on Ebner. I know, I mean, Scott talked him up a lot. It just didn't uh, work out for him. Yep, yep. Detroit, uh, this one's super easy. Montgomery, Gibbs are going to be the 1A, 1B starters. Uh, Craig Reynolds is kind of running right now as, like, the uh, second guy through on... Uh, the second team, Justin Jackson is behind him. I think those are the only four I want to roster. Uh, kind of like how they had it last year, just they, they had uh, Jamal Williams and Swift in the Montgomery and Gibbs rules. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, Mohamed Ibrahim. I haven't really heard much about Ibrahim, and they just signed Justin Jackson ahead of him. I think that kind of put the nail in the coffin for him. Maybe a practice squad spot. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, seventh-round pick from 2021. He's probably going to have to be a practice squad guy as well. So uh, first four guys are the only ones I want.
0: Yeah, uh, best ball leagues, I really only want Monty and Jameer Gibbs. I uh, don't really care about any of the arrest ones lineup leagues. I, I make a case for Craig Reynolds, definitely throw him in there. And I still do have some hope for Muhammad Ibrahim, but uh the Justin Jackson signing doesn't doesn't bode well. I don't want any part of Justin Jackson in uh in any league that I'm in though. Like I'm good I've done this right. experiment.
1: Uh, uh, he uh, actually had a couple good games last yeah. year once um, Swift was getting banged up, Jamal Williams was banged up, you know, Jackson had a couple games there um at the end of last year so that at least makes me intrigued by him i was never like big on him when he was with the chargers i always had the other guys but jackson was one of the ones who always uh made me look stupid
0: (laughs) Uh, oh man um, i hope muhammad ibrahim actually does something though i
1: I, it's a good story i thought he was a great back at minnesota he had you know he was there for like 17 years or something in minnesota yeah, I think it was of... the
0: uh, the measurables like really did it in for me too. Yeah. Like you always envision him as like that two hundred and twenty pound hammer, yeah. and then it comes in like the dude barely can make two hundred pounds, and you go, "What the what?"
1: Right. The hell? Yeah. And his injuries, I think, took a lot of his explosiveness and all that too. So unfortunate. Yeah. Um. On to Green Bay now. I think this one is usually they only they only kept two running backs last year. It was just Jones and Dylan, and. Uh, it kind of disappointed me cause I really was on your guy, Iowa, Tyler Goodson. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked him. He's still on the team and he's probably the best, um, third running back they have right now. So we'll see if they keep Goodson this year on the team. I'm kind of hoping so. Um, but after Jones and Dylan, Goodson is honestly the only one I'm even interested in. I know Patrick Taylor's there. He's kind of um, in the mix for the third uh, running back. He's kind of a special teams player. Lou Nichols, who they drafted in the uh, seventh round this year. Obviously, they drafted him. They don't want to cut one of their draft picks. So I think he has a good chance if he shows good in the preseason – um, and then Emmanuel Wilson and Nate McCrary, who they just picked up from the Browns. I don't think those guys have a shot. They're just kind of camp body. So uh, I'm guessing you're probably with me, Aaron Jones and Dylan in every league. And for me in lineup, I'll still hold on to Tyler Goodson, maybe Lou Nichols. Other than that, I'm not interested in any of them.
0: 100%. You know that I'll hold on to Tyler Goodson in lineup league and I will stash some Lou Nichols in the hopes and the best ball leagues, you definitely shouldn't be doing that. Don't, right, right. Don't wait. Don't waste your roster spots.
1: Yeah. And uh, none of the, the free agents that I don't think foreign or any of them would, would be considered. I here. doubt it. Uh, this one, I could see maybe one of the free agents coming here. So this is Minnesota. So obviously Alexander Madison, uh, 2019 third round pick. He's going to be the starter this year. Uh and long new. Uh, Very explosive athlete Really good return man I just don't see him as A guy that could handle Like an RB2 workload Like if Madison went down He's definitely not getting 20 carries There's no way Um, Ty Chandler who I really really liked From last year I still think he's really good He's probably my favorite to be the RB2 here But he's going to have to show Like he did in preseason last year That he can earn it Stay healthy and all that Really like Ty Chandler. I'm keeping him in all formats. Uh, Dwayne McBride, a lot of people's favorite from uh, the seventh round this year. He's actually had a really good camp, too, so I could see him having a, uh, a shot. And Abram Smith just signed there. He was a uh, UDFA last year. Wasn't in the league um, at all after training camp. And then he finally kept, kept, uh, catches on here with Minnesota. Not too interested in him, but Chandler... Wayne McBride, Madison, I'm interested in. And Longnew, I just can't get behind it, honestly. I don't, I, I don't see it. I'm sure some other people do, but I think he's just set as a return guy. Maybe one of those like Devin Achain. Chain, give me a touch mm-hmm. or two here and there, manufactured touch guy. Uh, but I could see, like, they were in on Kareem Hunt. They uh, talked to him. Like, it wouldn't shock me if they came up and said, hey, Leonard Fournette, hey, Ezekiel Elliott, you guys want to come play here for a cheap deal? I could see it. Um, One of those guys ending up here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm with you. I can see one of those guys signing. Um, As far as this one goes, like, I'm interested in the top four. I will include Nwangu in there. I've been – I got way too many shares of him. But anytime you're that kind of size speed freak, like, I'm highly intrigued. I don't know if he has the skills to actually be an actual – Every down running back or, you know, carve out a role for himself. But, you know, when you run that fast of a 40 at that size that he's it, I'm I'm pretty intrigued. So I will I will still continue to roster him until I'm told otherwise. Ty Chandler, I'm with you. I think he might be my own most owned player in Dynasty just because he's cheap. Um, and I want to see how that plays out. And uh, close second to like most owns got to be Dwayne McBride. So I will go all the way down there, and I want to roster all these guys best ball or lineup until we figure out what the actual situation is. But if they were to bring in a Fournette, if they were to bring in a Zeke and it's you know Madison, Zeke, I'm probably still going to roster Ty Chandler. Uh, I won't be rostering any Iwangu, and uh, the Dwayne McBride shares would be nothing more than a lineup taxi squad stash.
1: I agree with that. Uh, on to Atlanta now. So, obviously, Bijan Robinson, he's going to be the stud. Tyler Algier going to be the backup, and I think Algier is going to get a little bit more work than people are thinking too. I can still see him getting ten carries a game or so. Uh, maybe get used on the goal line a little bit. So, still mm-hmm. like Tyler Algier. Cordero Patterson, I mean, he's getting paid like almost $5 million this year, but I think he's going to kind of get his role changed a little bit. He's going to probably get used more as a wide receiver too. Um, Sure, he'll still get some running back carries, but not as many as he's had uh, the last couple years. And then the battle for the RB4 spot is actually really intriguing between Godwin Igabuke, who they picked up a couple weeks ago, and Carlos Washington Jr., Both of those guys have done really, really good at camp, and it's just a running offense, so I am intrigued by both of them. I don't know if I'm going to pick them up yet, um, but I want to maybe see a preseason game or two before I pick them up in a deeper league. Obviously, shallower leagues, you're not going to want the RB4 on Atlanta because I think the other three are way more talented, but definitely I'm intrigued by Igabuke and Washington Jr.,
0: Ooh, yeah, where I'm at right now, I'm kind of with you. I want to see how those other two guys play, get some preseason action, some hot and heavy, and see if I can make any uh, rest decisions based off of that. But for now, uh, both formats for me, Bijan, Algier, Cordero. Those are the only ones that I'll be rostering.
1: Okay, easy. And then Carolina, uh, Miles Sanders is obviously the, uh, the three-down workhorse probably. Chuba Hubbard. Raheem Blackshear definitely rostering all three of those guys in all formats and then these other two Spencer Brown Cameron Peoples not really interested in either of those guys so I think this one's super easy
0: yeah this one's easy those three guys both Mm -hmm. formats I'll, I'll roster them all I will say in best ball you're probably less likely to roster a lot of Blackshear just as a deeper one in offense that we're uncertain about but worth a shot, at least if you got the roster space to do it in best ball lineup. Definitely all three of them. No question.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. And then on to the saints here. So obviously they just signed Kareem hunt today. So he's going to be included in here. Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller. Those are going to be your top four that you're probably going to be rostering everywhere. Um, how it works out. That's going to be interesting. So, I still think Jamal Williams is going to be the lead guy here early on um, until Camara comes back from the suspension. It's going to be interesting to see how Jamal Camara and hunt work out. And you have Kendra too. One of those guys is probably going to be inactive once Camara comes back. So do you think hunt is maybe just around for the first three weeks and then he might be the cut candidate? I th- is-
0: I didn't really see the details of the deal, like how much money they're going to actually give him. I can't imagine that's a lot. We had a lot of concerns about him kind of being washed last year, didn't we? And uh, it, it just feels like he kind of fits that where it's, hey, Kamara's going to be gone. We just kind of need another guy that we can trust, a veteran presence. This honestly could, Eric, could just be... Kareem Hunt's in there for the first three weeks, and it's really just insurance to see if Kendra Miller was actually going to be ready to go and give him something during that time. I mean, Eric, I, I wouldn't be shocked, too, if we get to, you know, the last week of the preseason and Kendra Miller looks fully healthy from whatever he was dealing with with that knee injury, and he's actually looking good, that they had just cut Kareem Hunt before he actually plays a real game for mm, him, and they go, right. hey, we're good. We got Jamal, we got Kendra, we'll just find some third third that we're going to throw off the street here. uh, you know the special teams kind of guy until alvin gets back so um you know i want to roster cream hunt because in the off case that i'm wrong and he's actually you know rejuvenated and good uh it's a muddy, murky backfield, so I think you gotta roster all these guys. The only one I can say you don't need to roster is uh Chris merry or Elias Merriweather. I can't even get his name right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whoever the he's, fuck that he's guy actually, is actually
1: uh gotten some uh some hype too, but uh yeah, I, he's buried. He'd probably a practice squad guy. I think what the good thing with Kareem Hunt news is people that have held on to him cuz i don't see many people that have dropped him so far no. they're kind of just waiting to see where he ended up you can maybe get something for him i don't care if it's for a fourth round pick or some fab like i'm i think right. i'll just sell kareem hunt for whatever i can right now if i can get a third round pick i'll do a, a backflip <laughs> um i can get a be fourth happy. round fourth round or fab i'll sell for a fourth round or fab on kareem hunt because i think there is a good possibility like you said he could just get cut especially if kendra shows that he's healthy ready to go and all that otherwise if they just have those three it's going to be between kendra and kareem hunt every week on who they sit once uh Kamara comes back so right
0: i gotta imagine that at least Kendra could be like a personal protector on the punt team. <laughs> right. Well we
1: we at least know Jamal, Kendra, and Kareem or uh Alvin Kamara are making the team right out yes. of camp. So those three are gonna be on the roster. It's just will Kareem Hunt make it or not? That's we're just gonna have to wait over these next few weeks. Maybe he shows his uh explosiveness is back after some injuries, so who knows? Yep. Uh, okay, Tampa Bay. Here's an interesting one. So, obviously, Rashad White is going to be the lead guy right now. Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, Patrick Laird, still there, and Sean Tucker, one of the uh, you know, hi- hyped UDFAs this year. So, Sean Tucker has looked decent, uh, from stuff I've read. I honestly have not heard much on Chase Edmonds and Keyshawn Vaughn, but it sounds like Rashad White is definitely going to be, you know, the main guy. He's running uh, a lot more routes in the route tree you know pretty decent offensive line i i just haven't really been uh in on rashad white as highly as some others are i'm a little bit skeptical i think he's like back end rb2 at best for me uh, but well yeah what do you think about rashad white cuz i know you've liked him and and uh, some of these other guys
0: i liked him but the the hype train took off too much for me in the off season where i was like listen man it's a bad offense <laughs> he did some things Dusty-ass, uh, left tackle Lenny, you know, basically bodied him last year, even though he looks slow and gross. Like, let's pump the brakes. I'm kind of like, I'm with you, man, more like back-end RB2-ish. I could see it. Um, so this one, this one's pretty gross for me. Like, yeah. I already have the concerns about the lead guy. Uh, so when I look at it afterwards, like, I didn't. Best ball, I'm going to roster Rashad White and Sean Tucker, and that's it. And the Sean Tucker thing is just because it's a guy I like who's got some juice and explosiveness, and it's a murky mm. backfield. Like, that's the one, if he doesn't make the team or goes to the the you know practice squad, boom, done, cut, easy roster spot. I'll, I'll pivot to some shitty wide receiver somewhere else. Lineup league. I'm interested in Rashad white. I'm interested in Keyshawn Vaughn and I'm interested in Sean Tucker and that's it. I kind of just skipped over chase Edmonds. I've seen this and it's never gone well. So (laughs) if it's already a bad offense, I know, you know, just on the off chance, like the right process play for you guys out there listening is to probably roster chase Edmonds in your lineup leagues. I just can't do it. Eric, if you ask me, I'll have none. i I'm good.
1: (laughs) I, I still like Chase Edmonds, but I get it. It's it's hard to uh, play with him right now. So, yeah, I get it. Um, I could also see a, a world where they sign Zeke or Fournette if they can yes. want to bring Fournette back for some reason. I don't um, know why
0: those guys would want to play there, though, because this right. team is going to be competing for the one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield does not look good at all. and. Yeah,
0: neither does Kyle Trask. So. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so on to Arizona. I kind of talked about this one earlier. Uh, James Conner, Keontae Ingram, Corey Clements, Marlon Mack, who they just signed. Uh, Amare Di Mercado and Tyson Williams are there. Um, so they obviously just signed Marlon Mack over the weekend. I think and it's not a lock that he makes the team, but he has looked good in practices so far that I've read uh, this team could definitely use another, probably an upgrade at RB2, because I don't know if Keontae Ingram is ready for that role. Uh, but Connor is going to get a lot of work this year. Ingram I still like. I'm still going to hold on to. Corey Clement, no thanks. Marlon Mack, I might have to pick some up today, just in case he is the backup and he beats out Ingram. Uh, De Mercado, I picked up a ton of, just because this backfield was wide open. Uh, now signing Marlon Mack, De Mercado, probably is going to end up on the practice squad if he makes the team at all tyson williams uh, hasn't been relevant in a couple of years so i'm not interested in him uh what's your thoughts here on arizona really
0: heading into the year i really wanted connor and uh Keontae Ingram. and groom and you guys uh when you did america's game that was a long time ago it feels like but you got me on d <laughs> so i was right. like okay yeah, I can get it. I can uh, I can get some hope. Then they sign Marlon Mack, and I go shit. All right, well that's done. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much done. Uh, the last few shares I'm holding on in lineup leagues, like they're hanging on by a th- <laughs> thread. But uh, right now, as it stands, I want Connor. I want some Keontae Ingram in best ball, and that is it. Uh, lineup leagues. I could make a case for some Marlon Mack or some uh, Di Mercado, and that's that's probably it. Like that's a stretch. Again, this is also like Tampa Bay, a team that's going to be really bad um, and the running back room is pretty gross top to bottom, (laughs) so it's hard to roster a lot of guys off of this team.
1: Oh yeah, for sure because they're going to be bad. On to the Rams, only a couple more teams here left. Rams are pretty easy. Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, definitely want both of those guys lineup and best ball. Zach Evans, I haven't really heard too much about him, so that's Probably gonna have to wait to see how he looks in the preseason games. Ronnie Rivers was definitely a guy I did not like. Uh college free agent from 2022. He did get in a little bit last year when the whole Cam Akers saga happened. Uh, but he was not like very good. And they just signed Royce Freeman after Sony Michelle retired. So I kind of think Royce Freeman is like a camp body type player and i could see acres williams and zach evans being like the main three here maybe they keep ronnie rivers too as a fourth
0: yep uh top three guys for me and those are the only ones both formats that i'm interested in so it's acres kyron zach evans uh, Royce Freeman, maybe they just signed him so he can retire, too. Like, that's what it's going to be. You're going to have all these crappy running backs just <laughs> right. sign with the Rams so they can retire. Maybe they get a tax benefit or something if that happens. <laughs> right. That's great.
1: Oh, all right. On to uh, San Francisco. Uh, very intriguing backfield. So Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Tyrion Davis Price. I think those are going to be the four that they keep. Um, And obviously they always have somebody else who emerges. So they signed Jeremy McNichols. No thanks on that one. And then Kalen LeBourne, that was a guy that Scott really liked. I haven't heard much on him, but it's a guy I'm going to watch in the preseason that maybe they keep five running backs and Leborn could be that fifth guy. But um, McCaffrey, Mitchell, who's already banged up too, Mason and T- TDP have both looked awesome in preseason. So I'm very intrigued um, by all four of these uh, main top guys.
0: So McCaffrey for sure, Elijah Mitchell, yes. Jordan Mason, yes for me. TDP was a guy that I'm very high on. Um, And I will say in my best ball leagues, he's one of those guys that's, that is, is on the thread or the cusp. Like I have a lot of them in best ball leagues, but with the, uh, the emergence, especially of Jordan Mason, I I haven't heard me personally, Eric. So I'm going to have to get with you to get back on this uh, TDP hype train, (laughs) but I haven't heard a lot about TDP. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of good things about Jordan Mason. So TDP has been really on that threshold of me going, all right, your ass might be gone here pretty soon, but (laughs) if he's doing well, Yes, keep them on because I think I think this is a backfield that I'm highly intrigued in. Um, lineup league, I will throw Laborn in there as a guy like Taxi Squad stash, like kind of deep bench that I'm monitoring in uh, in a lineup leagues in baseball. No, like once right. you get to four deep, it's like can't do anymore. <laughs> We're capped <Right>. out, boys. <laughs> right.
1: Um, no, he's actually done uh, pretty good. Uh, he lost 15 pounds, so he went from like 220. Eight, I think he was at down to like 217, something like that. 215. He's uh, got faster, leaner, all that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, Shanahan was talking him up too. So, it's been pretty good so far. Nice.
0: I'm back in, man. Just yeah. when I thought I was out.
1: <laughs> right, right. They pull me back in. Um,. And then let's see here. The last one is going to be
0: the, the entire room is injured.
1: <laughs> yes. The Seahawks. So
0: if they're on the team, they're
1: hurt. Right. Um. Yeah. So Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, both leagues, you're keeping them. DJ Dallas is like really the only healthy one right now. And he's been there since 2020. So they obviously like him. Uh, They re signed him. uh, Or no, he is still on his rookie deal. So I still like DJ Dallas. uh, Lineup league, probably. Best ball. eh. Mm -hmm. He's on the borderline. Kenny McIntosh, he just got hurt, um, sprained his ankle, might be out a couple weeks. This is his time to shine with those two guys hurt. Uh, But Charbonnet obviously came back, so he's been doing good. But McIntosh um, hurt that ankle. But everything that I read uh, on McIntosh, he was doing good uh, before then, so I'm not too worried about him. I think those are the only four guys that I want. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, Bryant Kobach, um, those are the only guys that I really know of that are behind them that I'm not too interested in either of them. Kobach was a guy that uh, Scott really liked from Toledo last year uh, high spark athlete type player. Uh, Sir Roderick Thompson is not very good so I think see him getting cut. Uh, but what are your thoughts on like the main four of Seattle here?
0: I want uh, I want the the two Kennys. Kenny Walker, Kenny McIntosh, and I want Zach Charbonnet and Best police, Leagues, and those are the only guys I will touch. Uh, I will not do the DJ Dallas thing unless, you know, we start to get some more clarity about what the hell these injuries actually are <laughs> how long these guys are going to be out. Lineup leagues, I think I can throw DJ Dallas in there, right, just kind of as the stash for that point. But uh, none of the other dudes. No Sir Roderick uh, Thompson for me. <laughs> no uh, Bryant Kovac or Wayne Tilapia. I don't even know what his actual real name is. It just saw it, and I was like, oh, that that sounds like the fish. <laughs> I like when I look at these deep rosters at some of these running backs, Eric, because we follow so many damn players, right? We do fantasy football. We do campus to Canton leagues. We're deep in it, and there's always like one or two guys that pop up on these depth charts. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I've never heard of this guy before. So those are the ones. Uh, DJ Dallas, yes in lineup, no in ball for me. Put yourself on mute. Ah.
1: My first time doing that. Damn that's all right.
0: Well. And we we took it. It took two episodes, and we're damn near done with this one. So <laughs> you can't right. complain too much. I'll take <laughs> that one.
1: Oh, too funny! But yeah, that's it for our our little cruise around looking at the running backs. Still waiting on Fournette and Zeke where they're gonna sign. Those are gonna be interesting spots. I think one I forgot to mention was Zeke to the Chargers could be a possibility because because he knows he knows Kellen Moore. So that was kind of my little thought there. Um, I've heard maybe Fournette to Vegas as well. Uh, So that was another one I forgot to bring up. I can see uh, that. With Jacobs doing his bullshit right now. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, see these running back depth charts, how they play out. I want to see a lot of these guys play over the next couple weeks in the preseason games. see how they work, see how they look. Uh, you could definitely tell a lot. That's how I found, you know, I found Jalen Warren. I found Philip Lindsay. I found Malik Davis. Just kind of watching these guys in the preseason games and how they looked. And if they look like an NFL runner here, you know, their, their burst looks good. They're getting to the edge. They're you know, making good plays. They're not doing stupid shit. You can find some good gems. So takes a little bit of time to watch some of these guys and just kind of watch the games a little bit and see how they play. But you can definitely pick it up um, a lot from there and definitely help the back end of your rosters and some of our deeper leagues. So
0: I know we, uh, we always joke about like, Oh, this guy's a turd. This guy sucks. This guy, whatever. But if they come out in the, the breezes and like you're talking, Eric, and they actually start doing something and they look good. Even if you miss on a uh, Tony Jones, which we shit all over, right? Once right. you actually got to see them in real NFL games, didn't look as good. For every one of those guys you miss, man, you only need to hit one James Robinson or Elijah Mitchell. Remember mm-hmm. that year? Yeah. you hit one of these guys and you've 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 quadrupled, five tupled ten times to hundred times, whatever the hell it mm-hmm. is, on all the misses that you made, and you're gonna make all that back. So that's this really important at the running back position. Now, these wide receivers that we see, I know we talked and then we ended the uh, the last podcast talking about Victor Cruz. <laughs> Not very often that one of these wide receivers comes out of nowhere and actually does some shit. But running backs yeah, right. happens all the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. It takes a, takes a little bit, but um, yeah, the wide receivers is really hard to... To really crack that roster, I mean, you have to be really good. Like we've had some in the past that have done it and they get to the NFL season and you got Sauce Gardner and all these other guys, Patrick <laughs> Sertan covering them and they right. just get shut down. So, yeah.
0: They're not so, going up yeah. against fourth, fifth, sixth string corners or guys right. who are not even going to make the practice squad. Yeah, they're
1: <laughs> being, selling insurance the next week. So. Yes. So, all right. Well, that is it um, for the running back show. You ready to do uh, America's favorite game? Yes. get out of here?
0: Of course, man. I always thought we should start it with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, today is when we're uh, recording this is Tuesday before Mike goes uh, to the expo here. So Tuesday the 8th, it is the first episode of Hard Knocks this evening. So, my question is, what is your favorite hard knocks season or favorite memory from hard knocks? Either.
0: Right? Oh, oh, my favorite. You already know what my favorite memory from hard knocks is. Yeah, I got, I tell about grandma. yeah the, the Devontae <laughs> Davis. Gotta call grandma. <laughs> one my favorite memory from hard knocks. Not for Vontae or his grandma, but right. one of the most memorable. Favorite season? Oh i really i really did enjoy the uh the Gruden Raiders season, like okay. there was so much drama going on with the Antonio Brown thing back and forth and the whole you know uh knock on wood if you're with me yeah, I <laughs> you know that, about whole that. Gruden is a uh, highly entertaining man and he he really made that season. Uh, you, you got to see the whole the whole trip of Derek Carr just trying to suck up and try to get John Gruden's love the whole time, too. So, you know, like that kid in class trying to be teacher's pet. Right, and John Gruden right. wasn't having any of it. Yeah, <laughs> so he sure. had more love for Mike Lennon at the time, Mister Long Neck, for Derek Carr. But that was probably my favorite one to watch. How about you?
1: So obviously, they've done a Cleveland Browns one. Um, that one was, it was decent. Like I was glad that they did my team. It was, you know, to do all that. I didn't think it was like spectacular. It was okay. Uh, but my favorite is definitely the Rex Ryan jet season.
0: Oh, yes. Rex
1: Ryan was absolutely hilarious. Let's get a goddamn snack. I always remember that. Um, was that before
0: or after he got into feet Bix?
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Um, to be honest. I forget where that was from, but I think they were coming off of one of their ASC championship game uh, appearances. Um, it was definitely during the Darrell Revis, um contract stuff because he was holding on a, the whole camp, and that was a big part of it. Uh, uh, Danny
0: Woodhead got cut that that one too, and then went on to, uh, to have yep. great success in New England.
1: Yep. Danny Woodhead got cut. Uh, obviously, Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. Uh, yeah, that was just a really fun one, man. Just uh, Rex Ryan made that whole series, just like him talking to the coaches, uh, talking with the players and stuff, like the behind-the-scenes stuff of Rex Ryan. He was absolutely hilarious. Um, trying to think of, like, some other good memories that I've had from there. I'm going
0: to have to figure out too. Like they, they were in the middle of that, that string of ASC championships. How the hell did hard knocks get them on? Or did they not have the rules yet?
1: I don't think they had the rules yet. Yeah. I think it was teams volunteered and and they volunteered. Gotcha.
0: Now you got to force them. Yeah. Now
1: you have to force them. Um, I love the Chad Johnson Bengals season one that they did, too, yep, with yep. the child please, and uh, that was the year they drafted Andre Smith, and they made fun of Andre Smith's fucking workout video when he <laughs> did it with his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that was
0: hilarious. a big old roly-poly offense alignment, right? right, from Alabama? Yep, that right. guy.
1: The original Baltimore Ravens one is awesome, too, where Shannon Sharp and Sarah Goose are just going at each other the whole yes. time.
0: Well, they had the uh, they and, had the rookies, right, for the talent show for that yeah, one, come yeah, in and, yeah. and make fun of Shannon Sharp, <laughs> yeah, he did like,
1: that. do the impression. I want the restitution. I need restitution. What the
0: restitution, yes.
1: <laughs> All that. Uh, man, th- those ones were always good. I remember the uh, the one year on the Rams when Jeff Fisher was the coach and uh, they they he cut the dude for bringing his girl into camp and yes. having sex with her and stuff. Uh, you got she was just, just visiting. The, the, yeah, she was just <laughs> she visiting. He wasn't gonna stay. Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, I gotta cut you, poor guy. Yeah, uh, some of those cut scenes are definitely brutal too, man. Like. Just seeing that. So I could see why people don't like having it on TV and stuff, man. Just all the cuts. But um yeah, definitely some good uh, hard knocks memories. I do I do like the show quite a bit. Uh but yeah, I would say Rex Ryan and the Jets. Definitely my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I I always got into the hard knocks just because there's nothing else going on, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's you're you're so you're so depraved of football that you'll take anything you got and i think that's also why i've never really gotten into the in season hard knocks you know they've done the cardinals yeah. and they've done the colts now and and i just i never really got into it just cuz you go eh. like i already got it the i one, already got football
1: i remember all or nothing do you remember that on amazon
0: <laughs> yeah they did the one with the eagles i got into the, that one but the, that eagles was the eagles one
1: was really good they did a cowboys one that was really good they did a cardinals one that was really good the cardinals one i i enjoyed a lot
0: they did one uh, with michigan too they followed hard yeah they did around. a michigan
1: one they did a formula 1 one they did a Toronto Maple Leafs they did a um, soccer one uh so yeah they, they they don't do those anymore which sucked but um yeah those th- those ones were definitely uh some good ones i'm uh excited to see Aaron Rodgers on on this one for sure see how that goes so
0: all right first episode tonight i got too many mind warps to watch but we'll definitely get it on one of these trips yeah, here
1: <laughs> there you go make sure adam records it so you can watch it at his, at his house
0: that's right, buddy. No, I I love it. I think too. Uh, you just speaking of it, like I gotta buy uh, you know a subscription to HBO or now it's Max, yeah. whatever that is, right? So you can watch it. And it's a it's a yearly tradition where I re up my subscription to you know I don't have it all summer because I don't give a shit. I'm doing other things, and then all Hard right. Knocks comes, I get it. But one of the other things is is uh, I think the the second season of uh, Showtime or Winning Time, the the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, series yeah, yeah. that they did is coming out here shortly too so i'll be binge watching the shit out of that too
1: <laughs> nice there you go yeah i never got into that one i didn't have hbo at the time but
0: uh... oh well now that you're gonna get it to watch hard knocks you get some free time watch the first season of it. it is very very good jerry west uh jerry west i see why he almost tried to sue him or is in the process of suing him because he's not portrayed very
1: well <laughs> oh jeez. okay definitely i'll definitely check it out but uh, yeah, until uh, next week for episode three, I am your host, uh, Eric Vanek. And you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. And you can follow the uh, podcast at America's Game Pod on Twitter as well. Make sure you guys, if you want to watch this in podcast format every week, South Harmon FF on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Um, it'll be posted on Thursday evenings once Adam gets all the editing done and all that. South Harmon website, make sure you guys check that out. Southharmonff.com. The Mind Warp series is there, Koopa's uh, warp tool is there. Great, great stuff. Uh, Highly recommend it for your leagues. It's going to make you a better fantasy football player, better dynasty fantasy football player. So make sure you guys uh, check both of those out. And then, Mike, go ahead. Close it out with anything you got, man.
0: There's so much happening on the website. We're going to have articles soon. We're going to have a few people that like to write. Eric's going to be doing some stuff over there. We also got that sleepier i know it's not for mfl but for all your sleeper league sleeper league management so as we're talking about all these running backs in here you can go in and plug in your your team name uh-huh. it will pull up everything you got on the sleeper how many shares you have of them where they're at you know if you needed to cut or if you wanted to go and see if you can sneak some that were on waivers perfect thing right. to do uh, it's getting crazy, and the fact that we are going to have the expo here, I'm going to be leaving here in about an hour and a half, and then driving to the airport, and it's just going to get even more ridiculous, and I'm very excited on where this is going. We got Eric aboard now, and the, the outreach has been fantastic. South Harmon's ready for liftoff, man, and Eric, I'm glad you're a part of it, buddy. Like, Yeah, I, me I, too. Awesome. We, need, we need that third musketeer. <laughs> <laughs> you could be d'artanian if you want i don't give a shit i'll be whoever the hell the other french guys are
1: <laughs> yeah i'm excited for it man it's been awesome the uh reactions that everybody's had has been awesome so far so i'm looking forward to it and if you're at the expo have fun man be safe you know have a good time there's gonna be a lot of good people there a lot of good content a lot of uh good people man i know uh scott and dynasty traits and five got their own little panel thing they're doing so that'll be pretty cool um so hopefully you guys check that out too check out obviously adam and mike they're gonna be there they're probably gonna be the drunk guys
0: Um, yeah yeah you'll be able to find me you'll be
1: able to find them just follow the uh the vodka smell yes hey, the, the bourbon or whatever
0: just follow the trail of vodka lemonades and uh whatever adam's drinking Sazerac, rye whatever bourbon he's on <laughs> yeah, just follow right, that right. trail and you'll lead us right to it you can't miss us i'm a giant fat guy and adam's like six <laughs> four so right. we stand out as the odd couple
1: hell yeah hell yeah all right well you guys enjoy it um, had fun here on episode two we'll be back next week for episode three
0: hell yeah see ya, everybody see ya. We'll